What's up, everybody? This is Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Endurance and Mastery. And today, what we are going to be talking about is how entrepreneurship is an endurance sport. And if you are a business owner, if you are a leader of teams, if you are an entrepreneur yourself, or you're thinking about one, what I want to share is how you can think like an endurance athlete and how that is actually going to help you get the results that you want as an entrepreneur. Now, I'm going to be delivering this talk, Entrepreneurship is an Endurance Sport, at Entree Fest 2023 in Iowa City in one week. And so I'm almost using this as a test run to go through this content, figure out the flow of it. So it might not be perfect because this is the rough draft, but I uh, really want to bring you some value. And so by the end of today's episode, you're going to have three ways that you can think, feel, and act like an endurance athlete in your business or in your projects. And so first, I'm going to roll the trailer and then we're going to get into it. Do you want to complete an endurance event and elevate all areas of your life, but you don't know where to start? Then you're in the right place. Talking Endurance and Mastery is a podcast to help you create a vision and take steps towards your goals and dreams. I'm your coach, Mario Minner. I've completed events like Ironmans and Ultramarathons, but I believe the true benefit from endurance events is how they help you become the best version of yourself. Join me as I share stories, lessons, and interview guests to help you apply endurance and mastery principles into every area of your life. Are you ready? Let's go. All right, everybody, welcome back. So let me ask you, what am I describing here? Small percentage of people are willing to take this on. It's a nearly impossible challenge. There's guaranteed adversity. It requires training and a strong mindset, requires consistent daily effort. It requires overcoming fear and limiting beliefs. And there are moments when you want to give up. It requires support from others, and it almost always takes longer than you expect. What am I describing? Well, I am honestly describing both an endurance event and I'm describing the journey of entrepreneurship because to me, these are pretty much the same thing. And I have always thought this way as I have been an endurance athlete and as I've gotten into the world of entrepreneurship through working at a startup and ultimately starting my own business. And so the, the big idea that I want to share with you is that as an entrepreneur, you need to think, feel, and act like an endurance athlete to get to the outcome that you're after. And ultimately, my big goal for you by the end of this episode is I want to inspire you to think like an endurance athlete with your business or with whatever goal it is that you're pursuing. And I also want to challenge you to train like one. And so this is ultimately the goal for today. Now, I feel like I'm pretty qualified to talk about both the endurance training and the entrepreneurship side of it because I have been involved with these for a pretty long time. And so my story is when I first got started, it all started with a challenge back in 2013. I was challenged to a sprint triathlon by my father-in-law. And at the time, I did not have a bike. I wasn't a runner. I wasn't a swimmer. But there was a $100 challenge that anybody who could beat him would win $100. 
And at the time I was dating his daughter, Emily, and obviously I wanted to impress her. So I agreed to do and take on this challenge. And that race was crazy because during the race, he ended up having a mechanical issue on the bike and I'm biking on, uh, on the way back. And I see this guy who's got a, he's got a bike on top of his helmet and he's running this bike up a hill and then he skips it to the finish line. I'm like, what is that guy doing? And then I realize it's Al, it's Emily's dad. Turns out he had a mechanical issue on his bike. His chain broke completely and he had to skip it to the finish line. After all of that, I ended up only beating him by 12 seconds. I won the $100 challenge and I ultimately fell in love with endurance sports. And that was 10 years ago. And since then, I've continued to sign up for bigger and bigger challenges. And since then, I've completed seven Ironman in Ironman 70.3 events. I've done three ultra marathons, 50K, a 50 miler, and a 100 miler. I've done the 29029 Everesting event where I climbed 29,029 feet at Stratton, Vermont in less than 36 hours. And I've completed Ultraman Florida, which is a three day, 321 mile ultra marathon. And in just a week or two, I will be taking on the Mid-State Mile, which is a last runner standing event. And so to me, the biggest impact hasn't been all of these races. It's ultimately been the person that I've become along the way. And it's given me the confidence to actually go into the world of entrepreneurship and start my own podcast start consistently creating content and start my own coaching business. And it's really given me the inner endurance to persevere despite whatever challenges stand in my way. And this approach of taking endurance training and thinking like an endurance athlete and applying it to my business has helped me get my podcast into the top 5% of, of the 3.1 million podcasts globally. Uh, it's given me the courage to consistently create content, um, put my coaching business out there and ultimately help people transform their lives. And everything that I've been able to accomplish as a business owner, I ultimately tie back to this power and this belief in endurance. And really the way that it works is you, you take on an endurance challenge, you train and think and feel like an endurance athlete and you show up in your business in the exact same way. And this power that I'm describing of doing these big challenges and applying it to your business, I believe that this power is inside of all of us. And you ultimately just need to be challenged. You need to be kind of shown the way by somebody who has done it before you, and you need to discover this power for yourself. And so today, what I hope to do is actually help you uncover how you can discover that power. So I want to share the three ways that you can apply endurance to your entrepreneurial journey and to your entrepreneurial goal. And starting with the first one, we're going all the way back about four to five years ago when one of my friends who I was training with asked me if I would ever sign up for a hundred mile ultra marathon. And at the time I instantly just said no, because I honestly didn't think if I could ever do that distance. At the time, I was competing in triathlons and I hadn't really gotten into trail running, but I ended up completing an Ironman and thinking, what's next? And I started to explore trail running. 
I started with a 15K trail run, and then I worked my way up to a 25K, and then a 50K, and then a 50 miler. And ultimately, I signed up for the Hennepin 100, a 100 mile ultra marathon in October of 2022. And as I get closer to a lot of these ultra marathons, people ask me, how do you mentally prepare for such a long endurance event? And my process is something that I have used over the years that comes from Michael Phelps. And a lot of people know Michael Phelps as one of the greatest Olympians of all time. And a huge part of his success is his mental preparation before the events. And what he would do is he's famous for visualization. And so that's one of the first things that I like to do before I prepare for an ultra marathon. And the way that it works is I go through this process. I first visualize myself from beginning to end, and I see the event going perfectly. I see it going exactly the way that I want. So I see myself, I put myself in the situation. My eyes are closed. I am at the beginning of the 100 mile ultra marathon. I've got my vest on. I've got the people that are all running around me. You can kind of feel the nervous energy. And I see myself going from mile zero to 25, 25 to 50, 50 to 75, 75 to 100, and seeing myself crossing the finish line, feeling strong, feeling good, feeling excited, feeling happy, and seeing it go perfectly. The next thing that I do is I start to anticipate issues that might pop up during the ultra marathon. And what I do is I visualize myself overcoming every single obstacle that comes my way. And so when I'm able to do that, I anticipate the issues first, but I see myself working through them and overcoming it. And that's typically what I do. And that's an opportunity for me to start to think about what could go wrong and how am I going to prepare for it. Another thing that I do is a process that comes from the book, The Brave Athlete. And this is what they call a think, talk, and act strategy. And this is where you list out on a piece of paper and you list out three columns, think, talk, and act. And under the think column, you list out what are all of the things that I'm secretly worried about happening. And you list those out. And then what you can do is you can then under the talk column list out all of the things that you'll say to yourself if that worst case scenario does happen. And then the last step is act. And this is where you list out how are you going to act and what are you going to do if that worst case scenario happens? Now, I've adapted this a little bit and I call it the think, prevent and recover. And so I list out the things that I'm afraid of happening. I then list out what uh, what can I do to prevent that from happening? And then under the recover, I list out how could I actually recover from that? And in preparation for that 100 mile ultra, I started to think about what are those things that could go wrong? And one of the things that I was afraid of happening was nutrition issues or digestion issues. Because when you get into longer endurance events, a lot of times your body isn't used to consuming that much food for that long, or your body isn't used to drinking that much fluid that you need to take in. And so I'm at the start line of my 100 mile ultra, I'm feeling good and I'm taking it easy the first few miles. Miles five to 10, I'm feeling good. Miles 10 to 15, I'm feeling good. Miles 10 to 15, I'm starting to slow down a little bit, but I'm still feeling good. 25 miles into the 100 mile ultra, 
I start to feel some digestive issues. I start to feel my stomach just like grumbling. I start to just not feel like myself. And this was the exact thing that I had feared when preparing for the 100 mile ultra. This is the exact thing that I had listed out what would come up. And so what did I do? I did exactly what I prepared for. I knew that the issues that I was having was due to my nutrition. And so when that happens, it's probably best to switch up the nutrition that you're using. So instead of using the previous nutrition, I switched to Pedialyte. Instead of eating gels, I switched to eating some chips. I, I started eating some pretzels and I started to adjust my nutrition strategy. I also took in some Tums to just help my stomach. And guess what? After four to five miles, I started to feel better. So this is really the process of preparing mentally for an ultra. And this is one of the first concepts that I want to talk about is as an endurance athlete, you commit to the end, but you prepare for adversity that could pop up. And as an entrepreneur, I think you need to commit to the end result in the same way. You know how this is ending as an endurance athlete. I'm going to cross that finish line, but I have no idea what is going to happen from miles zero to 100. I know that there's some things that could pop up, but there's, I know that there's going to be adversity. And so this is one of the most important concepts that I've learned from ultras that I try to apply to my business, to my projects, to leading my team as well. And so this is something that you can apply where right now you can start to list out the think, prepare and respond columns as well. You can list out what are those things that you're secretly worried about happening. List those out. Don't be afraid to, to write those down. Then think about how can you prevent it from happening? What are some processes that you can put in place? What are some systems that you can put in place? What's a mindset that you can put in place to prevent that from happening? But then worst case scenario, let's say it does happen. How do you recover? And so I can virtually guarantee you that you will be better positioned to handle adversity as it comes up if you go through this process. And let's be honest, entrepreneurship is constant adversity, constant ups and downs being thrown your way. And it's really all about how do you respond? And so I really hope that this is something that you take home and you start to implement this mindset because this can really set you up for success. All right, so by this point, you might be feeling a little bit inspired. You might be thinking, you know what? Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can take on a big challenge like this. And that's typically the feeling when you work through this previous exercise of think, prevent, and recover. You start to realize, all right, I, I, I can actually overcome those obstacles that stand my way. So as we're transitioning here, I want to ask you a question of how many of you think that you could ever run a marathon or complete an Ironman, which is a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike and a 26.2 mile run. How many of you think you could do this? Okay. So not a lot of hands I'm assuming, but what if I were to ask you how many of you, if I were to say, meet me here at 7am next week, we're going to go for a 20 minute run. How many of you think that you could do that? just a 20 minute run. Could you do it? All right. We have a lot more hands. Well, when most people think 
of an Ironman, they think of something that is so big and so massive that it's incomprehensible that they could ever take it on. And um, what I'm showing here on this slide is a training plan for an Ironman. And you can actually see right here, and I'm showing the slides, uh, you can see that there's a five hour bike ride. There's a one hour run immediately after that on a Saturday, there is a hour and a half swim two times a week. So this feels pretty unattainable, but this is actually 27 weeks into a 30 week Ironman training plan. And what I want to show you on the next slide is what the first week of training looks like. So if you look at this training plan, what it has is it has a 15 minute run as the first week of the training plan. It then has a 15 minute bike ride. It then has a 30 minute bike ride and a 30 minute run. And so this is actually where you would start if you were training for an Ironman. This is almost exactly where I started when I was training for an Ironman because it's a 30 week process. And this is one of the second points that I want to illustrate about ultra marathons, about Ironmans, about all of these big events. The reality is that what you need to do is you need to take your massive challenge and you need to break it down. So if I were to think about doing a 112 mile bike and then a 26.2 mile run, my mind starts to freak out because our brains want to keep us safe. Our brains want to conserve energy and thinking about doing all of these big, crazy challenges freaks us out. And that's the only thing that you're thinking about when you're thinking about signing up for an ultra. And so what you need to do is you need to break it down. And the reality is once you break it down in a 30 week training plan, and then in six days of, of running or swimming or biking in one week, and then consistently training over a period of time, you start to realize how capable you really are. And this is really the beauty of endurance training. Once you break it down and you're consistent with it, that consistency compounds. And so for me, like I've seen this show up time and time again. And during that same 100 mile ultra marathon prep, the longest that I had ran prior to the event was 35 miles. So that was something that I broke up in my training plan and I built up to over a period of 20 to 25 weeks. But when it came to the actual race, when it came to running a hundred miles, I did not think about running a hundred miles. I broke this concept down in my head. And so I, I told myself I wasn't running a hundred miles. I told myself that I was running 10 miles, 10 times. And even though the math adds up that it's the exact same thing, when I thought about running 10 miles, 10 times, that became a lot more manageable for me to think about. And so I even broke up the 10 miles even more into a five mile stretch and then a five mile stretch. And even within those five miles, I wasn't thinking about five miles. I was thinking about one mile. And so I knew that a hundred miles was going to be way too much for my brain to think about. So I just focused on the one mile and then even more within that one mile, 
one of the things that I ended up doing within the one mile stretch is I would run for seven minutes and then I would walk for three minutes. So I didn't think about running a hundred miles. I just thought about running for seven minutes. So again, how many of you, if I were to ask you, could you do a hundred mile ultra? Many of you wouldn't say yes right now. But if I were to ask you, could you run for seven minutes? I think many of you would say yes. And so this is really the power of taking a big challenge and breaking it down. And so as I start to think about how can you apply this, what I want you to do is start to think about what is your massive goal right now in your business? Maybe it's a one-year goal. Maybe it's a three-year goal. Maybe it's a five-year goal. Maybe it's something that kind of scares you when you think about it. But what I want to challenge you to do today is I want you to break down that challenge, break it down into smaller, more manageable pieces. Ask yourself, what do I need to focus on this month? What do I need to focus on this week? And what do I need to focus on today? And when you break that down and you list that out and you think about what am I going to do today, this week, this month, that's when you can commit to the process. You commit to being consistent every single day, because when you're consistent, that consistency over time compounds into something that is so powerful and so much bigger than you ever thought you were capable of. That's where the power of a one mile run or a four mile run repeated consistently every single day for a couple of weeks leads to you being able to run a hundred miles. All right. So at this point, we've talked about how to commit to the end outcome and to prepare for adversity. We've also talked about how to break down your massive challenge and focus on the consistent aspects of training and how that consistency compounds over time. But another thing that you might be wondering is this question of how do I keep going when it gets hard? How do I keep going when I want to give up? Or what do I think about when I'm in a super low moment in a race? Well, this is a big question that I love asking endurance athletes, and I love asking people who are going through a big, hard challenge. And I want to tell a story about that that illustrates this point. So I am preparing for Ultraman Florida, which is a three-day, 321-mile ultra triathlon this past February. There are 34 athletes from 17 countries all around the world. And at breakfast the day before, I'm sitting at the table, I'm getting to know the other athletes. One of the athletes is the age group champion from Ecuador. Another guy had completed 16 Ironmans. Another guy at another table had run a sub four minute mile, which once upon a time, we thought the human body was incapable of doing that. And there was another guy who won a 50 mile race like a couple weekends before. And then there's me and I'm just feeling all of this imposter syndrome. And so before the race, I'm freaking out. But we get into the race and it starts with a 6.2 mile swim. And in this race, you have a crew and my wife was my crew. My brother was part of my crew and my wife was the kayaker. So I'm swimming and I find Emily as my kayaker and we get started on this 6.2 mile journey. One mile in, I'm loving it. I'm having so much fun. I'm like, we're laughing, we're smiling. The sun is out, the water is calm. Two miles in, 
I feel like I'm crushing it. I'm starting to feel pretty good. 2.5 miles in, I start to feel a little bit of a cramp in my right calf that just kind of snaps me back into reality and helps me understand, hey, like this is a, a long race, like prepare for it and, and just be patient. Three miles in, you know, starting to slow down a little bit, but just taking my breaks, taking my nutrition and continuing to push forward. Four miles in is when adversity hits. The water had become so choppy from the wind that I felt like I was so disoriented. I felt like I was just like being swashed around in a washing machine. I didn't really know what direction I was swimming in. At that point, I've been swimming for a couple of hours and I really started to get fatigued and I just felt super disoriented. And that's when four miles into the 6.2 mile swim, I could feel myself getting nauseous. And that's where everything came out of me, all of the demons and everything. And I just puked in the water. And this is when the real race started. I'm four miles into a 321 mile journey and I'm already puking and I'm nauseous and I'm disoriented. And that point, I'm kind of a little bit angry. And this is that low moment. And so what did I focus on in that moment? All I really told myself is like, okay, here we go. This is temporary. I need to set a new goal. So at that point, I was four miles in and I knew I needed to set a new goal for my brain because my brain, if I didn't set a goal, my brain would start to freak out and say, oh, we're nauseous. We're four miles in. There's no way you're going to be able to do this. You're not going to make the cutoff. You should probably just kind of give up. And so what I did is I set a goal for, I just want to get to four mile 4.5. So we go from mile four to 4.5. We get to 4.5. I start to settle down. I set another goal, 4.5 to five. I get to five, set another goal, five to 5.5. Then I get to six and I ask my, ask my wife like, Hey, we've got to be close. Like, where is the end? And at this point she points and she says, it's way over there. And I'm like, I only have 0.2 miles left to swim. Why does it seem like so far away? She's like, I don't know. Like we must've gone off course. So I ended up having to swim seven miles, even though I was supposed to swim 6.2. And my only thought that I had was I just need to get out of the water. I just need to get to the next aid station. And there's a couple of things there that I mentioned that I want to highlight inside the mind of endurance athlete. When things get hard, you need to just get to the next aid station and endurance athletes are super consistent in their training. They're consistent in their approach because they know that the lows are temporary as well. The highs are temporary. So in that first moment, I told myself this is temporary. The second thing that I did is I set a small, manageable, incremental goal. And then the last thing that I did is I just said, I just need to get to the next aid station. Now, in an endurance event, an aid station looks something like this. It's got food. It's got rest. It's got support. It's got all of these volunteers and people that want to help. And they're there to encourage you. It's also an opportunity to reassess like the whole situation and to recommit. And the aid station is that place to help you just relax, come up with a new plan and move forward. So as endurance athletes, when it gets hard, we get to the next aid station. 
And so this mindset has carried over into my business challenges as well. There have been times where I wanted to quit. Um, I once, when I started my podcast, I decided to do a podcast every single day for a year. And I also gave myself a challenge of wanting to post an Instagram video or reel every single day for a year. And there were so many times when I wanted to quit. But here's the thing, every single time that I wanted to quit, I just told myself, just get to the next aid station. Like just this feeling of quitting is temporary. I just need to get to tomorrow. And that process allowed me with my podcast after 300 episodes in a row, I was ranked in the top 10% of all podcasts globally for my Instagram challenge. After posting 345 reels in a row, I had one that generated a hundred thousand views. And the reality is in those lows, if you don't have that mindset of I'm going to get to the next aid station, you might never realize what you're truly capable of. You might never actually get to that aha moment where it all clicks and where it all makes sense to you. And in those moments in my business where I have been trying to take something on on a daily basis and I've thought about quitting, I come back to this quote about courage. And I really like this because what she says is courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is that quiet voice at the end of the day that says, I will try again tomorrow. And if you keep going, if you're able to work through those low moments, it is inevitable that something is going to click and you just don't know when it's going to happen. You won't know what you're capable of and you won't ultimately get to those results unless you keep going. And so this is where you can really start to apply this concept to your business right now. If you are struggling, I want to encourage you to just get to your next aid station. This is where you can refuel, you can reload, you can get some sleep, you can connect with your friends, connect with your mentors, and reconnect with why you are doing this. This aid station, there are aid stations all around you as an entrepreneur, and this space is one of those right now. And I want to ask you, like, what is your aid station? What is that place that you can go to? Who are those volunteers or those people that are working at that aid station that want to encourage you to keep going? And I want you to, to encourage, I want to encourage you to adopt that mindset of this is temporary. And I want to just encourage you to keep going. And so that is the third, third way that you can apply endurance to your business. When it gets hard, get to the next aid station. So there you have it. Those are the three ways that you can adopt the mindset of an endurance athlete as an entrepreneur and the ways that you can adopt endurance thinking and training into your business. So number one is commit to the end, but prepare for adversity. Number two is to take your massive challenge and to chunk it down into something that's much more manageable. And lesson number three, is when you are struggling, get to the next aid station. I really believe that if you do those three things, you are going to achieve remarkable results. You are going to be transformed into a better, more resilient, more enduring version of yourself, and you're ultimately going to be successful. And so 
are there any endurance athletes in the room? I should see every single hand in the air by now because you are an endurance athlete when it comes to entrepreneurship. And I really want you to think and act and feel like one. And so my goal, again, like I talked about at the beginning, it isn't just to challenge you or to inspire you to think, act, and feel like an endurance athlete. I actually want to challenge you to sign up for something difficult and something that's scary. Because here's the reality. You're not going to learn about endurance mindset and endurance training, and you're not going to learn like this actual power by sitting here and just listening in a talk or listening to a podcast. Ultimately, you need to sign up for something hard and to discover it for yourself. You need to put yourself in a situation where you're not sure what the outcome is. You're not sure if you're capable of it. And then you push through, you adopt these mindsets and ultimately you will be transformed and you will discover it for yourself. And so that is my challenge for you over the next six months. I want you to sign up for something that scares you, that challenges you because you just don't know what you are truly capable of until you sign up for something hard. And if you do that, I could virtually guarantee that you'll be amazed by the results.